Borough looks set for a fourth place finish after being cheated out of at least a point at Kenilworth Road. It's the Uruguayan curl to one in. What is up guys, Matthew here, welcome back to another episode of Project Borough where today I'm going to be looking back at Borough's 2-1 defeat to Luton Town at Kenilworth Road, a game to which Borough, with a much hugely changed team with so many of our first team names missing, played a second string team away to one of the most informed sides in the division and were cheated out of at least... A point, and um, the the biggest I think relief from this game uh, is that this didn't happen in a fixture that actually carried a degree of importance to it. Michael Carrick did stress after the game in his post-match interview that we've lost nothing from this game. Um, it's not going to change our season. It's not going to change our outcome. Um, and to be honest with you, he hit the nail on the head. And I I don't think I've ever took more confidence out of a 2-1 defeat in my life if I'm honest because I went into this game thinking right this could be a playoff final preview quite easily and Kenilworth Road's always a place where Borough have gone in the past not done especially well really hard place to go and all I got from tonight's performance was just positivity completely Borough were absolutely fantastic in this game and we made five changes to the usual starting 11 so a couple of really really big names were missing so we had Mark Bowler in at I think he was playing I don't actually know where Bowler was playing it seemed like he was popping up in some attacking positions so I don't know if he was on the left wing I mean Footmob has got our team completely the wrong way around here but Mark Bowler came into the team he's not started a game in a while Dyke Steele and Jones started following their substitute appearance in the last home game. We had Alex Mowat in from the start again. Barlas has started. Once again, Matt Crooks played as a number 10. Um, really, really big changes. And, you know, you're looking at some of the players that were missing from Borough's team. Um, you know, you had Chubrakpom, Hayden Hackney. Um, you had the injured players of Paddy McNair, uh, Dale Fry, Aaron Ramsey, Marcus Force wasn't in the squad either, and the bench had two or three youngsters on it as well. So, you know, at first when I saw this squad, I thought, that's a very weak side that we're putting out there. But then I sort of thought to myself, well, Carrick's been smart here. He's been really, really smart because we're in fourth. We're pretty much guaranteed fourth. Um, we've only got third to fight for. And at the end of the day, you're going to get the advantage of the second leg being at home anyway. I don't think there's much difference between finishing third and fourth, and Carrick clearly saw that and thought it's a great opportunity to rest some of our best players. Of course, I was surprised to see Tuber Akpom rested here, the newly crowned uh, championship player of the season, which I was delighted to see him win the night before. But um, yeah, loads of big players got rested here, and at first I thought, ooh, we could be in trouble here. But then I thought, well, Carrick's done the right thing because he's rested a lot of our big players, We've got a lot of injuries, and he did say after the last game in his post-match interview that he needs to give minutes to the other players who've not played much because they're going to be needed. And if they're not up to scratch and they're not match fit, 
they'll struggle. So this feels like a great time, a perfect time to bring some of these players in. And they did not disappoint at all. Um, once again, Dyke, Steele and Jones were fantastic down the right-hand side. Isaiah Jones, back to his best. He looked unbelievable. He had their left back on toast pretty much for most of the game. Best player on the pitch, I think, from Borough's perspective. I thought Alex Mowat continues to play really, really well in <clears throat> in midfield. I thought Dan Barlasser, who, again, hasn't had as many starts as maybe we'd have thought. He come in alongside Mowat. Both of them slotted in perfectly like they'd been playing there all season, starting all season. They were fantastic. Crooks had a great game, kept getting in some really, really great positions. Um, and, you know, the likes of Archer and Lenahan and the players who have been there regularly. Giles played really well too. Um, and it was a real positive to see that, again, players who have perhaps not been in the fold, who may be frustrated, may be slightly aggrieved that they've not been playing, slotted in to this side. Their attitude was up for it. They were completely, um, you know, motivated for the game. They looked like they wanted it just as much um, as anyone else in the squad who maybe been playing week in, week out. And they slotted in and played to the levels that the other lads have been playing at. And it just shows that Burroughs strength and depth is quite something and we shouldn't be worried about the injuries that we're having of course we'd love to have McGree, Ramsey, Fry, all them players back and Carrick did say after the game it would be a push to get them back for the playoffs but Carrick never gives anything away so I'm not gonna you know take that too seriously it wouldn't surprise me if a couple of them just popped up in the squad come the playoff semi-final but um, yeah to see some of these lads come in and perform like they did and slot in at just as good of a level as some of the others have in the past who play regularly. It was a great sign and we were going up against, you know, a full strength Luton side. A full strength Luton side who have have been unbeaten. I can't remember how many games, twelve games maybe they've been unbeaten. Um one of the form teams this year went to their place and utterly bossed them first half. We bossed them. We were fantastic first half. Really quick, slick, sharp football. They couldn't really get near us. Um, we didn't create that much because, you know, you've got to credit Luton's defence. is a very strong defence. But first half, I thought Borough, considering we were playing a second string side, essentially, going up against the full strength side of the third place team, we were miles better. And that, for me, only gave me so much confidence. And we did get our rewards from that. And it was a Cameron Archer opener as Borough kept trying to go over the top and, and get in behind using Archer's pace. A couple of times we, we almost got in, but we did get in on the 40th minute and it was a wonderful bit of play to get us out. Crooks with a wonderful ball over the top to Cameron Archer. Um, the keeper, you have to say, had a little bit of a shocker here. Missed the ball completely, didn't seem to be fully committed. But then not only did Archer sort of send him for a hot dog, he absolutely sent Sonny Bradley for a, a double hot dog. I don't even know what, a jumbo hot dog. He absolutely sent him going, um, sliding on his ass as he was the most calm and composed man in all of Luton and had an empty net to tap the ball into. And we deserved that. We deserved to be in the lead. We were absolutely brilliant, um, you know, going to a place like Luton and playing as well as we did and having the, the, the control we did. We were absolutely great. And of course, second half, you expect this Luton Town team to come out and react. Um, of course, they're going to react, and they did. And it was a bit disappointing to see how we conceded on the 49th minute um, from a, a set piece. Again, we conceded from one, of course, in the last game to Hull. 
A couple of shouts for a foul. I'm not convinced. Um, Dyke steals blocked off by Lockyer. It's one of them. Uh, I don't want to use a cliche. I've seen them given. I haven't seen them given. I don't know. I think it really does depend on the the referee, the circumstances. Maybe if it's you know at Borough's ground and the crowd get up, it influences the ref. I don't know. But um, it's one of them where it could be given. It might not. It might depend on game state. It might depend on a number of circumstances. I don't know. But uh, never mind. You know, Lockyer got away from Bowler. As he did a few times uh, from a couple of set pieces. I think Bowler was probably the only player who came in and wasn't quite at it um, tonight. But yeah, he lost his man again from a set piece. And um, yeah, Lockyer headed it into the far post. And um, yeah, I wouldn't say Luton... Well, they, they come out second half, you know, with with a purpose, and Borough really had to sort of weather the storm. And I believe if we had, we'd have went on to win the game. But unfortunately, they were level. But then, then came the controversy. Um, Sixty-seven minutes. Carlton Morris is played in, and it's an embarrassing decision, um, a shocker decision, really. And um, you know, in the context of the game. Thankfully, not a decision that has a great deal of bearing on either team's circumstances, really. But um, Carlton Morris with a, a blatant dive. I mean, it's not even remotely an argument. I was surprised to see Sky's pundits after the game trying to like say that he initiated contact or whatever. I mean, it's just not. It is the most blatant dive you'll ever see. Um, Carlton Morris should be booked. Players have been banned for for diving um, and being found guilty of it, and um, you know I don't think he will. I just don't. But he should be booked. Uh, it should be a free kick to Borough, and that penalty should never have, have stood. And I think it was unbelievably harsh on Borough to go behind in the manner we did. Um, you see, the second half, momentum-wise, we continued to absolutely dominate. Other than their goal and the penalty, Luton didn't really do much. Didn't really. Um, lay a glove on Borough's defence and given our defence isn't the greatest I thought we did really well up against their attacking players and to lose the game via a dive is a blow and like I say I it's frustrating to lose and just see your team lose you know, in isolation like that anyway um, luckily like Carrick said it doesn't matter um, he did make a great point post-match though that um, you know this was a Premier League official who stepped down um, to the championship in this game and he made a very very good point that you know this Premier League referee who is maybe used to VAR used to maybe making decisions a bit more relaxed knowing that VAR is there to potentially back him up he can go to the monitor whatever and uh, this is a Premier League referee who now has to step down to the championship doesn't have the reliance of VAR and now has to suddenly make a decision and it has to be the right one. And maybe trying to adapt to the to the different circumstances isn't ideal. And um, I completely agree. I think that's a great point. And um, to see a Premier League referee not see this, none of his linesmen see it, um, it's a disgrace really to see, you know, Carlton Morris dive and, and cheat. It's a cheat. He's, he's cheated. Um, and uh, Borough to lose that way. And, you know, my, my thought afterwards was, you know what? It, it doesn't affect anything, Carrick's right, but if this was the playoff final and £200 million or whatever it is is relying on, on, on this result and a place in the Premier League, you know, imagine losing the match in that manner. You'd be absolutely just, well, there'd be outrage. And I know there's VAR in the in the, the final, thankfully, but I mean, that didn't help Huddersfield last season, did it? Um, so, yeah, uh, it's a sickener. 
And it's frustrating because Borough didn't deserve that. But I'd like us to use this as motivation. Um, you know, if we do come up against Luton Town in the final, very likely use this as fuel. Use this as fuel to say, listen, lads, we went to their place and we, we were better than them. We were the better side, easily the better side. Um, we let one soft goal in, granted. But other than that, we controlled the game, dominated the game, didn't really give them a sniff, and they beat us by cheating, essentially. And um, I think that's great motivation for Borough to take into the a potential final against, obviously, both teams have to get there first. But, um, you know, as well as that, this was Borough's second fiddle side. Um, it took a dive and a cheating penalty for Luton to beat Borough's B team at Kenilworth Road, which for me gives me an unbelievable amount of confidence in this team. And it makes me think that on neutral territory at a Wembley, or in a playoff, you know, well, it wouldn't be a two-legged playoff, I don't think, mathematically. But at a neutral ground like Wembley, if Borough have at least a team this strong, hopefully we'll have one or two of our first teamers back. On neutral ground, with a stronger team, I have absolutely no worries that Borough beat this Luton team. And, um, you know, we beat them earlier in the season at home. We went there, being the better side been on the wrong end of a very very bad decision and you know I did have worries about Luton Town um, and potentially playing them in the final I really did but I'll be honest um, I feel a hell of a lot more confident and a hell of a lot calmer if we do beat them or do play them sorry got a bit too ahead of myself we will beat them but if we play them in the playoff final I'm very confident that, that we would get the better of them um, I don't think they were that good at all to be honest with you so um, yeah a frustrating one for us um, it does completely uh, end any chance of a automatic promotion place even though that was never likely um, Sky have this narrative they keep trying to push that there is still an automatic promotion running there isn't um, Sheffield United could all but finalise that if they win on Wednesday against West Brom I think it is so yeah you know Luton fair play they've won the game uh, if the shoe was on the other foot I wouldn't be complaining like I am now um, I would have a, a degree of sympathy of course for the other team but um, you know they're third um, six points to play for they're four points clear I'm confident that they'll be third and I'm confident that we'll be fourth and it again comes down to what happens in behind us and that as I keep saying is an absolute lottery Coventry are in fifth Sunderland have made their way into sixth now after beating West Brom uh, Millwall and Blackburn two teams who've been ever present in fifth and sixth have dropped out um, albeit Blackburn have a game in hand I've never been convinced by them I'm still not their form is horrific and they've got Burnley up next who could win the title at Ewood Park which is a juicy game tomorrow night and West Brom have Sheffield United up next as do Preston so yeah you know there's a lot of teams playing each other in and around that area Norwich have West Brom um, yeah I had West Brom to finish 6th in my predictions and I'm not I'm not too sure by that now, um, if I'm honest. I really, really couldn't call it. I do think you're looking between Coventry and West Brom now. I, I don't even have faith in Preston, um, and I think Norwich are out of it, and um, I think it's just going to be too much of a stretch for Swansea, despite their unbelievable form currently. But, um, you know, anything can happen in this league. It can swing like that. Um, but, yeah, I think we just need to keep an eye on who finishes fifth. And... Um, I wouldn't want it to be Sunderland. I just don't like the idea of a derby in a playoff semi-final. Um, I don't think Sunderland will finish fifth. They've got a couple of tough games. Coventry's running is a lot easier. They've got Birmingham and Borough. 
So I would like Coventry to finish fifth. I'd feel confident in playing Coventry over two legs. Um, but Millwall's fixtures are so easy. Um, they've lost to Wigan. They've lost to Birmingham. If they win them games, they're in. They're sound. They're done. But they're losing silly games. And they've got Blackpool at the weekend, who are literally second bottom and on the brink of relegation. So if Millwall don't win there, they don't deserve to be in the playoffs, but they should be. Um, and I guess there's every chance that Blackburn could be if you know with their game in hand. But at this point, it could be any of these five teams. But at the moment, I I'm not concerned by any because we've played the other best team in the playoffs tonight, the other runaway playoff side, and been comfortably better than them. So yeah, all tonight has done has is made me more confident in Borough's ability. Um, especially with a second-string squad to be better uh, than all the teams around us. And I do feel like we should be extremely confident that we've got the squad and the quality to get to Wembley and then have a great chance of winning it. So, yeah, never have I been more confident and took more confidence and positives from a 2-1 defeat. But I have, because we deserved so much better. The next game's a week today. We head to Rotherham, uh, a game that's been moved um, just due to Rotherham having to replay their previously abandoned fixture against Cardiff on Thursday. So, yeah, a lot of football will be played between now and Borough's next game. But um, it'll be interesting to see what uh, Carrick does if he rests a couple of players again. Um, Rotherham won't be easy. Um they are quite poor away from home, but they they stand up um, and play really well when they're at home to some you know the top sides in the division, and, and they still are sort of fighting for their lives a bit. So if their game against Cardiff doesn't go too well on Thursday, this could be a tough one for Borough. Um, but I think a point guarantees fourth. It might even guarantee it mathematically, to be honest. But a win here would set us up nicely. To have Cardiff on the, uh, to have Coventry on the final day, and um, for me, it's all about just keeping positive, keeping the momentum going, um, and going into the playoffs with as much form, positivity, and injury-free squad as possible. So I'm happy with how Borough is shaping up, and um, I'm very much looking forward to seeing how we get on. But that is it for today's episode of Project Borough, guys. A bit of a frustrating one, but um, we move on. We move on. Uh, karma. I'm sure we'll come back to bite the hatters and uh, we'll be there to serve Borough, I'm sure. But do like this video if you've enjoyed it. Subscribe to the channel for more. Hit the bell too so you never miss a video. I'll be back with another episode of Project Borough after the Rotherham game. Do leave me a comment in the section below if you watch the game, your thoughts on it, as well as the thoughts on the playoff race, etc. Um, I'd love to hear from you guys, whether you're a Borough fan or not. Um, and a big thank you for watching. Take care, guys. Up the Borough. I'll see you guys next time.